What's up, Sooner fans? This is former OU safety, Bradley Poole. This is Wes Thins. This is Paul Thompson. This is Rufus Alexander. This is J.D. Reynolds. Hi, this is Teddy Lehman. Hey, this is former Sooner All-American Gabe Eichert, and you're listening to Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to give you our offense and defensive keys to the game ahead of Bedlam. We're also going to talk a little bit about Oklahoma's advantages in this game and why they're not just on the field, they're also in the in the head. We're going to dig in a little bit to what's going on in the Big 12. We're going to give you our predictions for the only other Big 12 game on the, the calendar. And we're going to give you our hype movie of the week in the third segment. So make sure you stick around for that. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And joining me today, as he does every day, is former Oklahoma Sooners offensive lineman and host of the Iron Horse podcast, David Walker. You can follow David on Twitter at D underscore walk 74. David, we are one day away from Bedlam. How you feeling, my friend? John, I am fired up for Bedlam. And not just for Bedlam, but I'm fired up for a football game, man. We had a bye week last week. We have talked about this matchup six different ways every day i feel like or I've, I've thought about it for too long and i'm ready for it to get here so man college game day prime time saturday night you can't beat it you can't beat it if you're a football fan in the state of oklahoma and if you're a, a big 12 football fan if you're a college football fan this game is going to be uh be something special and it's going to be entertaining absolutely and it usually is i mean i can think back to to games where des bryant was with the the Oklahoma State Cowboys and and how entertaining those football games were. And I think this is going to have the potential to be a really close and really tight game and really exciting and somewhat nerve wracking game for the Sooners and Sooners fans as well, because they've, they've got a ton of talent on that offensive side of the football, especially, but Oklahoma comes into this game with a lot of advantages and not just on the field and not just between the lines and, and on the coaching staff, but a lot of advantages is, and some of it's mental. You know, Oklahoma yeah. in the in the history of the of the series has a, an overwhelming uh, record against Oklahoma State, but even against Mike Gundy, they're they've been pretty incredible, right? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You look at Mike Gundy's statistics against Oklahoma, and the two and thirteen record doesn't seem real because of the success he's had outside of that. Right. You know, I was actually just talking to a, a friend of mine today that's a Texas fan, and we were talking about the matchup. And I said, you know, the two and 13, and he's like, wait, that's, that's a real stat. And I was like, yeah, I know. Cause in his mind, he thought, haven't they won one the last couple of years against Oklahoma? Because it feels like they might have because of how well they've played in some of those games. And it's not even just this particular era, you know, Mike Gundy, I was actually watching last night on ESPNU, they had the 88 Bedlam matchup and Mike Gundy's a quarterback and they're playing in Stillwater and he's got Barry Sanders in the backfield. He's throwing to Hartley Dykes another, you know, great NFL receiver. And you mentioned Des Bryant. And now they've got Tylen Wallace. They got Chuba Hubbard. And they've had these great players in this rivalry. Oklahoma State has had some all-time talented players. Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, for them to not to have more wins in this series, at some point you do have to factor in the psychological. And especially when, you know, you look at a current era 
where the head coach is two and 13 and you know, there's the current roster. There's nobody on that roster that's beat Oklahoma. There is definitely something there, John. And, you know, I, I think that it's really interesting because everything has been set up very well for this Oklahoma state football team from a standpoint of what, where they would like to have Oklahoma coming into this matchup record wise. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look back into the early part of the season, when Oklahoma sitting there at one and two, what that basically meant for Oklahoma state was they only have to beat the Sooners once there would not be a, a threat of a rematch in, in Arlington. So they had a one shot deal to beat Oklahoma, but you know, as fate would have it, Oklahoma's playing their best football now. Yeah. If you would have asked Oklahoma state, how excited they were about playing Oklahoma, maybe a month ago, they thought, yeah, we got that. No problem. We're, we're the better team. But now as things have, have transpired and, and, played out over the last month Oklahoma like you said is playing their best football and we'll talk about the defense in the second segment and how well they're playing right now but let's talk about the offense right now what are some of the offensive keys to the game for Oklahoma I think ultimately it's protecting the quarterback and it is establishing the run game and I mean this sounds tired sometimes to talk about the offensive line but given the way that some of these skilled players have been coming on this year given the emergence of Ramondre given that we got Seth McGowan back healthy. So you got another back back there with TJ Pledger that you have a little bit more firepower in the backfield. Spencer's coming into his own receivers have started to identify themselves as capable playmakers and guys that Spencer can trust. Theo Weiss has emerged as a big third down threat. The reason we call him third down Theo here at the pod, but I think ultimately Oklahoma state has a fantastic defense. I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the country. One of the best defenses that Oklahoma has faced within the conference probably in the last few years. So while Oklahoma has shown this upward trajectory since the Cotton Bowl, they haven't faced a defensive front like Oklahoma State's since then. So, I mean, Uh going back to Texas is the last time they played a a pretty decent defense. So it'll be interesting. I I think, but it all starts up front. If Spencer's able to get the time he needs, if they can establish their run game so that play action is on the table, then I think Oklahoma will be able to do what they want to do offensively. Yeah, and to your point, let's just look at a little bit of context. So pro football focus, they grade uh, each kind of position unit or each you know segment of a defense. And you, you mentioned the front four, the, the, the pass rush really for Oklahoma State. Uh, pro football focus has them graded out as the 35th best pass rush in the country. And that's tied with Alabama. And we know how good Alabama has been over the years. And obviously, there's a little bit of context and, and level of competition might be a little bit different. But that's saying a lot. If Oklahoma State is kind of being put on that same and at that same level as an Alabama who has had some really dominant defenses over the years, that that to me that's saying a lot about who this team is up front. And I think a key to the game for me is Spencer Rattler's got to protect the football. He can't have any costly turnovers. He can't uh, throw balls into um, some risky areas. He's got to be smart with the football. Now, obviously, you want him to take his shots down the field because he's the highest graded passer when he's throwing the ball 20 yards downfield, but you want him to be kind of wise with where he does it. And, you know, no like throwing back across his body into double, triple coverage, you know, make sure he's throwing it into the right positions. Um, so who is kind of the key player of the game for you on offense? Uh, I think you just, you just laid it out right there to me. I think it's Spencer Rattler because I expect that the players around him will be ready to do their job when called upon. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you want your running backs to protect the football. 
you don't want to have the drops that he's suffered this year with some of his receivers. And, you know, the touchdown drops have been well documented. But ultimately, if we just can find a way to not turn the football over and not put the defense in a bad spot, given the way that the defense has been playing, John, the last thing you want to do is to give them, you know, a, a short field to have to defend. So you you, you put those turnovers, you know, in, in minus territory, and all of a sudden, you know, Oklahoma State's already in field goal range before they snap the football. Well, that that's demoralizing to a defense that's been playing so well. So I think if they're just able to say, hey, let's, you know, hammer the nail, let's take what the defense gives us, let's take our shots when we have them. But like you said, don't force stuff that's there or that's not there, like the, the throw to, to Charleston Rambo against Kansas. You know, the, those kind of plays where it's like, hey, it's, it's second down, or we don't need to take that chance. I think those are the plays. If, if he can avoid those type of plays, play within himself and let his playmakers make plays around him, then I think that'll be a, a huge factor. Yeah, and for me, I'm going to go – actually, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go with just the running game in particular. I think the offensive line and Ramondre Stevenson are, are going to have to have a really solid game. You want to get ahead of the chains. You want to put Spencer Rattler in a position where he's not having to force throws on second and long, third and long. And so it's going to be really important for them to get ahead of the chains – get into some favorable down and distances so you, that you can negate that pass rush a little bit. You know, you don't want to run on first down every time, but you know, when you do run on first down, you, you better make it effective. And you don't want to be sitting there at second and long, third and long and asking Spencer Rattler to, to beat the defense with a pass rush that is as good as Oklahoma State's is. And we're going to get into the offense or into the defensive keys of the game coming up in the next segment. We're going to talk about our hype movie of the week in the third segment, give you our predictions, talk a little bit about the other Big 12 game that is going to be on the slate for Saturday. Uh, and we'll do that coming up next. That's right, John. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? Well, College Football Saturdays offer the perfect opportunity to watch football and chill with the only beer that's made to chill, Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Even though there are fewer teams playing on Saturdays, there are still plenty of games and other sports going on to give you the opportunity to relax and have a beer. So whether you're having a beer with friends, cooking some meat on the grill, winding down from working in the yard, or watching a full slate of college football games on Saturday, make sure you reach for the official beer of watching any sport or team just to have a beer. Someone to... So when you want to reset from a long work day or to enjoy while taking in your favorite team, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can now get Coors Light in its new look, delivered straight to your door by going to get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Sooners fans, we are one day away from Bedlam in Norman. College game day is coming to Norman and getting you ready for the big matchup between OU and Oklahoma State. We are here on the Locked On Sooners podcast to do that for you. Make sure you go back and listen to our previous podcast. A week ago, we had Blinken Riley on the show, and he dropped all of the Bedlam Fact Fridays that you want to have to talk to your friends. You want to talk trash? Go get some ammunition from Blinken Riley. That's the guy to give it to you. We're uh, we, we fully support that. So make sure you go back and check out that Friday podcast. 
Yes, I, I fully support talking trash. I've been talking trash. How old am I? Let's see. Oh, 37 years. Been talking trash. Yep, here I am. Still talking yeah. trash. Love the Bedlam Fact Fridays. Because if you want to talk trash and you don't have the right the right ammunition, just just don't don't talk it at all, man. You're just mm-hmm. going to put yourself in a bind. So if you need it, Blinken's got you. We yeah. got you here at Locked On. We took care of you. Go back to listen to last Friday because Blinken will hook you up. That's right. That's right. So let's get into talking about the defensive keys of the game, because I feel like this is where this game is going to be won and lost. We know that both offenses have pretty good uh, skill players in Oklahoma State in particular. They've got Chuba Hubbard. They've got Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace playing that wide receiver position, a guy that's probably going to go in the first round of the NFL draft coming up in 2021. David, what do they do to slow down this Oklahoma State offense? First and foremost, they have to make Spencer Sanders be the the bad version of himself, mm-hmm. the the version of himself that has cost them football games, and the version of themselves that has you know had Mike Gundy not fully trust him at times by by the turnovers that he's that he's committed, and there's one way to do that, and that is to get after him, and by getting after him, that that's going to require them to expose this patchwork offensive line that they're lining up there in, in orange. I mean, they've got inexperienced players in the interior. I mean, Mike Gundy, you know, it's almost like he, he, in some ways, and maybe this is his, some backwards, you know, psychology that he's trotting out there, but his press conference, he's talking about, yeah, I mean, we get these freshmen at guards and he's almost kind of like, you know, they're doing the best they can, but they're inexperienced. And, and, you know, he, he kind of tried to aw shucks it a little bit, but the reality is, he's right. Like they are just kind of doing the best they can because they're, they're down a few guys that they're not, they're not the line they thought they were going to have. Right. So in some ways they're wounded and in some ways, you know, maybe those guys should be better. You know, there's a, comes a point in a season where you're like, okay, you're not really a freshman anymore because you've, you've got enough snaps, enough reps that you should be better than you were when you got here, uh-huh. but better than you were when you got here is one thing better against Perry on Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, Ronnie Perkins, having Nick Benito coming, you know, breathing down your neck on a, on a, uh, you know, a stunt that that's a whole different story. So I think Oklahoma is going to leverage all of that front seven against this offensive line and say, we're coming and you're going to have to deal with it. And I think that when they do that, that to me is where you eliminate some of the things of Tylen Wallace, because you're getting Spencer Sanders rattled and he's not able to exploit everything Tylen does so well. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback kind of right off of what you just said and talk about the defensive line and how important it's going to be for them to slow down the running game and Chuba Hubbard. It, they can't allow him to get gashed. They can't allow themselves to get gashed uh, in the running game. They've got to be able to plug that up. They can't, you know, it, they first of all, they can't allow him to get big plays. You know, if he's hitting big plays, and he might hit a few, but they can't allow him to do it consistently. They've got to be able to kind of clog up the middle contain him as best as they can and force Oklahoma state into some, like we talked about with Spencer Rattler in the first segment, force you know, Spencer Sanders to get into some long down and distances, second and long, third and long, where you can unleash the beasts that are Nick Bonito, Isaiah Thomas, Perion Winfrey, LaRon Stokes, if he's available and Nick Bonito, you can unleash these guys. And they, and they've got guys that are coming in waves. You're, you're too deep now has got pass rushers that are going to be able to get after Spencer Rattler and, and rattle him. Sorry, not Spencer Rattler, Spencer Sanders and Rattler. We got way too many Spencers in the Big 12. Yeah, we need to we do this. I, I think this is the first ever Bedlam matchup of same 
same first named quarterbacks that I can recall. And yeah. they're very obscure names by comparison. You know, they're not, they're not John and David's no pun. In, you know, that's no right. offense, John. That's right. No, we're very generic name. <laughs> yeah. On the lockdown yeah. Sooners. Spencer versus Spencer. Uh, yeah. The, the matchup that, uh, that we've never seen before. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It'd be different if it was Sam and Sam or, uh, Jason and Jason or something exactly. like that. But yeah, Spencer and Spencer. So I'm actually surprised it's the first time that one of us has made that mistake here on the show. Yeah, no, it could have happened. Uh, well, we've been talking about this for two weeks now. So yeah, it right. could have happened at any point. But Exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I think getting the running game, slowing down Chuba Hubbard and the running game, forcing them into some long downs and distances is going to be the key defensively for the Oklahoma Sooners. And then I'm going to add another one. When they blitz, they can't allow any big plays. They've got to be sound in coverage because if you allow big plays and you allow them to get chunk yards in the passing game, it's just going to open things up for everything in the running game. You're not going to feel as confident blitzing uh, if you're kind of if your guys on the back end aren't holding up. Um, and when you blitz and when you rush, you're going to have to get home. You can't yeah. allow guys to have to cover for six, five, six seconds. You know, you got to get to Spencer Sanders just in the first few seconds of the game and not allow Tyler Wallace to beat you deep. Um, yeah. and so that, that, that's what it's going to be for me. Uh, player that they need to watch for or the key player for the Oklahoma defense for you, David? Now, I think it's Tyler Wallace. I think Chuba Hubbard, you know, a running back to me is different. Like You got a lot of eyeballs on the running back when he gets his hand on the football. Uh -huh. But Tyler Wallace is going to be the exclusive responsibility of one or two guys basically every play. You know, if they – they throw some throw the safety over the top of of a corner. You know that's that you may maybe you have a couple guys on him, but you know for the when the running back gets the ball, you get a lot of eyeballs there. There's a lot of accountability. There's a lot of opportunity for somebody to make a play. So to me, it's whoever ends up being matched up with Tylen Wallace, not letting him get yards after the catch, keep things in front of you. Uh, you know it's like a, like in baseball playing a, a no doubles outfield, right? You're right. You're going to concede the hit. You, you may, we may concede the eight to ten to twelve, thirteen yard catch, but we can't let him get loose because their team is going to feed off of Tylen Wallace making big plays. Mm -hmm. And when you don't allow that to take place, and they have to grind and grind and grind, then all of a sudden you you don't get those big momentum plays that that a team that's trying to knock off the champion needs those momentum plays to get the confidence that they're looking for. Like they're looking for a reason to believe they can win this game, regardless of what they say publicly. When the right. game kicks off, they're going to be trying to find something to hang their head on that says, hey, we're winning tonight because of this. We just saw this happen. Like We feel good now. We're going to win. So they're waiting for that moment to take place. And Oklahoma just needs to not let them have that, make them earn everything that they get. And like you said, no gash plays in the run game. That's one side of it. But to me, the Tylen Wallace factor is limiting him and making Spencer Sanders have to find other playmakers will be a, a huge factor. It's going to be a big matchup for Pat White, Trey Brown on the outside. And in the back end, the safeties are going to have to be sound, especially because you don't want to get let Tyler Wallace get behind you because it can happen pretty easily. Uh, I think we've talked about this quite a bit on the show, and, and it's going to be coming down to doing the, the simple thing really, really well, and, and in particular tackling. They've been really, really good since the Kansas State-Iowa State games as far as they've tackled. And they're going to have to continue to do that well here. They can't, you know, they can't miss on the first tackle. They can't miss. They definitely can't afford to miss on the second tackle because if you miss on the second tackle, Tylen Wallace is gone, Chuba Hubbard is gone. You're not catching those guys. So rally to the football, tackle well, do the simple thing really, really well, and the rest of it will come to you. Be sound defensively. Be sound in your scheme. Play your gaps like you're supposed to play your gaps. Don't get outside the scheme, and 
and I think they'll they'll play a good game. And I think they they have the tools and they have the players to slow down Chuba Hubbard in the running game and contain. I won't say they'll stop or shut down Tylen Wallace, but I think they contain can contain. Uh, Tylen Wallace on the outside if they're sound defensively. Hey, but coming up in the third segment, we're going to give you our hype movie of the week this week. And David, he's so far undefeated in our Twitter polls of the hype movie of the week. So hopefully this is the week that I can actually catch him a little bit. And we're going to give you our predictions for OU versus OSU on Saturday. And we'll talk about the other Big 12 matchup that's going to be coming down the pike on Saturday as well. Uh, But before we do that, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat and is 100% covered in chocolate it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar they've got 18 great flavors including new options like caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry garcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp my personal favorite has been the peanut butter brownie but i also dig that lemon almond cheesecake that's that is really good especially if you like lemon flavored options they've got nut and not nut They've got nut and non-nut flavors. Best of all, they're good for you. They're high in protein, and most bars have only four or five grams of sugar and about 180 calories. Are there several bars that you'd like to try? Well, Built Bar has a couple different options for you to create variety packs. If you need it for meal replacement or to try and add fuel to your workout, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. With 18 grams of protein, it's the thing that you need to build muscle. Use the code LOCKEDON and save 20% off your next order of Built Bar by going to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. And we're back here on Locked On Centers for my favorite segment of the week, our hype movie of the week. And if you're new to the podcast, if you're listening to your first Sooners game preview here on Locked On Sooners, kind of the origin of this hype movie of the week was, you know, when I was playing high school football, we'd always have a Thursday night movie in the locker room. We would come up with something inspirational, something lighthearted, something fun, something inspiring, something to get ready for a Friday night game. And we like to, to have some fun with this segment and get our listeners ready for the game Saturday night with a movie we feel like would be beneficial for the Sooners to check out here this evening in preparation for Bedlam. Now, John mentioned this in segment two. I do happen to be undefeated in this matchup right now. I am coming into this three and oh, and while I do like to trash talk, John, I, I, I I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm too humble to bring up that I'm three and oh more than three <laughs> times. So I'm only going to say that I'm three and oh one more time. And now what I'm going to do is, because you are the challenger in this matchup, I'm going to let you go first with your hype movie of the week. I will follow with mine. And the way this works, Sooner fans, is we will put out on Twitter our poll of which movie you feel is the best for the Sooners to watch tonight to get ready for Bedlam. And we encourage you to go vote on that on our Twitter poll at Lockdown Sooners. I give you the floor, John Williams. All right. So coming into this matchup as the Mike Gundy of the hype movie of the week segment, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the upset here I'm, and I'm going to go way outside the box, which I think the Oklahoma state Cowboys are going to have to think outside the box a little bit if they're going to want to beat Oklahoma on Saturday. And I'm going to go with a, a movie that has a bit of setting in Oklahoma. Uh, and this is going <laughs> to surprise a lot of people, but I don't know why it's the first movie that came to my mind. Uh, and it's the romantic classic, Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman uh, from the late 90s. If you don't know the movie, it's uh, a movie where, you know, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, they're Irish growing up during the uh, the Irish potato famine. Their fan, you know, Tom Cruise, he loses his dad. They lose their family farm. He's kind of, they're poor and destitute. So he gets on a boat, travels to the U.S. Uh, Nicole Kidman is uh, also traveling, moves to the U.S. And they kind of, strike up a friendship, strike up a romance, things like that. Eventually the the movie culminates with the land rush and Tom Cruise is out there trying to get a piece of land. Cause he's, 
he's constantly saying a man's not a man without a piece of land or something like that. And he's just, he's, he's just after it. He's like, I want land. And so at the end of the movie, he's up there and, and this guy is trying to like, basically trying to kill him and then take the piece of property that he scouted out for himself. And he's holding this flag up and he's like, I'm, I can't remember the character's name, but I'm so-and-so and this is my land. And he like stabs the, the flag into the ground, claiming it as his land. And, and that's what the Oklahoma Sooners are going to be doing in Norman on Saturday night. They're going to raise that big crimson and cream OU flag and stab it into the ground. And they're going to say, we're the Oklahoma Sooners and this is our land. So yeah, there you go. Outside the box. And hey, for the Sooner fans or for the Sooner players, Doubles is a good date night movie too. So if you got a little little date ah. that you need to have for your with your lady on a Friday night, uh, there you go. Far and away. Check it out. Yeah, man. So it's versatile. So it's got versatility. <laughs> That's right. Okay. okay. So for uh, disclaimer, I've never seen Far and Away, so I didn't know where you're going with that. I, I was hanging on. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for it to turn. I, I see what you did there. And I like the versatility of it. And hey, Sooner players, if you are with said girl, Let's make sure we're watching it virtually. You know, hey, that's right. pull it up, pull it up on Netflix somewhere. You know, watch it over Facetime. It's great. You know, far and yeah. away. If you need, if that's if that's what you need to be doing, hey, stay far and away and watch far and away. That's I'm I'm cool with that. But for my movie of the week, I'm going with not my favorite Rocky movie, but I'm going with Rocky Three. My favorite personally is Rocky Four. We can have a conversation about that on the side some other time. We'll have but, to because because Rocky Three is better. But okay, we'll just, well, we'll just stop hey, right there. Listen, hey, it's okay for you to be wrong on that. <laughs> um, so Rocky Three, Clover Lane, right? You got Rocky. He's the champ. He's taking the pictures. He's kind of like took his eye off the ball a little bit. And you got Clover Lane, who's over there, like just grinding and grinding and grinding. Mm-hmm. Got the chip on his shoulder. And you know, Clover Lane is kind of like the Big Twelve a little bit, right? That Oklahoma's been sitting there just running the shop. Clover Lane kind of represents the Big Twelve. And Rocky got knocked off the pedestal and Iowa state K state, they took their shots. They got the champs attention. And now all of a sudden Oklahoma state is coming back into this matchup and Oklahoma state is the de facto clever lane that Rocky is about to take down that they got their boys back. They got their swagger back. They got their confidence back. They got their unit back. They got Hazelwood back Perkins Ramondre, And all of a sudden Oklahoma state it's it's bad for you because after all that stuff that's gone on, you got the champ's attention mm-hmm. and he's coming back to reclaim what's his. He's never lost it truly. And yes, he took his eye off the ball, but he's going to come back and get what's his and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, you know, Rocky took care of business. I think the Sooners are going to do the same. Yeah. So you got Ramondre Stevenson playing the role of Apollo Creed to uh, Spencer Rattler's Rocky Balboa and yeah. uh, Ramondre just got, has this team right. And, oh man, I'm going to vote for yours. I, I like yours the best already. You're going to win this one. No doubt. But listen, listen, you know, here, here's the thing, John, I, I've been saying this, this isn't part of my movie quote, but I've been saying this a lot this week and, you know, to, to help me really illustrate how I feel about Oklahoma and Oklahoma state bar a little bit of help. You got some secret audio from Lincoln Riley's office, didn't you? I did. I did get a little secret audio from Lincoln Riley's office. You know, it's, it's weird. It's like people are hearing down the hall, like, what is he doing in there? Well, this is what he was doing. To be the man, Daddy, you gotta beat the man. To be the man in the greatest sport in the world, you gotta beat the man. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Listen, you don't get to win a Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State, without beating Oklahoma. I'm sorry that you thought somebody else was gonna give them a third loss. 
I know you were hoping Texas would get it, get it done in one of those overtimes. I, th- I know you were hoping they were going to go for two at the end of the game. They didn't do it. So now it falls on you. If you want to be the man, not only do you got to beat the man, but you got to walk into his house and do it. So that's just a little bonus feature from uh, the nature boy. Woo! Yeah, good stuff, man. Hey, so let's dig into our previews a little bit. So, David, how do you feel this game is going to go? Give us, give me your prediction for Saturday's game. Yeah, so I got Oklahoma forty-one to twenty-seven. I think it'll be, um, you know, I think to me, forty points is, you know, while Oklahoma State's played good defense, I actually think that the forty-one. I'm going a little bit conservative on that because I think that. Oklahoma is going to be able to create some short fields with their defense. I think they're going to maybe even run into a turnover. I could see a defensive touchdown. Dare I say that? Like, I mean, six weeks ago, I thought we were allergic to turnovers. And now I'm thinking we might get a, a pick six or something to create right. some short fields for our offense. But I think that to me, it's a two touchdown game. And I got it 41, 27. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's going to be like 38, 20. I think this Oklahoma defense is, is ready. You know, they, they know the the talent that they're coming up against and I think that's just going to fire them up even more. I don't think they're going to be sleeping on Oklahoma State, and they're not going to be sleeping on Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard. And, you know, I, I just think that they're defensively, they're, they're ready to play. They've been playing their best football the last month of the season, especially the last two weeks. Offensively, I don't think Spencer Sanders can keep up with Oklahoma's offense. If he has to throw the ball to keep them in the game, it's not going to work. They're, they're not going to be able to keep pace with Oklahoma. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, but I'm going to say like 38 to 20. You know, I think there'll be some, you know, like, like we talked about a little bit earlier this week, uh, I think it was with Ryan where he says it, it might start off kind of slow, a little bit ugly. I can kind of see that where maybe the first half of the first quarter, Oklahoma doesn't really hit their stride, but maybe after their scripted plays, they start to kind of find themselves a little bit and they, and they hit their stride. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be Oklahoma all the way. Um, but let's talk about that other game in on the Big 12 schedule real quick uh, before we get out of here. We got Kansas State versus Iowa State and the three o'clock game, and it's the only other Big 12 game this weekend. But it does play a bit of significance for the Oklahoma Sooners. David, how do you see this one playing out? I think Iowa State takes care of it. I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, Coach Kleiman will have the Wildcats ready to go. But I think Brees Hall, your boy Brees Hall. I know you're a big Brees Hall man. You're, you're standing for Brees. Uh, for Brees. And, and rightfully so. The man, the man can ball. Yep. But I think Brees Hall will uh, have a big day, uh, at least a solid day. I'm, I'm saying like a 120, 125 day, mm-hmm. a couple touchdowns on the ground, and that'll be enough for them to get that done. Yeah. And, yeah, I think when the dust settles, they take care of business. Oklahoma takes care of business. And you'll have Iowa State 1, Oklahoma 2 after this weekend in Big 12 play. And then that matchup in Austin will be uh, you know really – what Sooner fans hope will be, you know, the the deciding factor between who we play in Arlington if that's if things go the way that uh, Oklahoma fans want it to. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think it's going to be Iowa State beating Kansas State. I don't really think Kansas State has much of a chance in this matchup. I think the uh, quarterback play that Kansas State's been getting has been too inconsistent. The defensive line for Iowa State, we saw it firsthand, is really good. Uh, not just the skill the skill players on offense, but I feel like their defense is able to make plays and generate turnovers and generate splash plays. And so I think Iowa State's going to walk away with this. And and we could end up, you know, after next weekend, if uh, – things go right for Oklahoma and maybe things go wrong for Iowa state. There's some potential that we could have a three-way tie atop the big 12 standings uh, with each team beating each other. You know, it, we, we see this play out in years past, but if, 
you know, Iowa State goes into Austin and Texas is able to come up with a win, then you got three teams that have beaten each other. You got Oklahoma that beat Texas, Texas that beat Iowa State, Iowa State to beat Oklahoma. And then who knows what's going to happen after that? It just creates this big mishmash of teams at the top of the conference. So, uh, yeah, a lot to, a lot to see – a lot to play out still in Big 12 play for Oklahoma to to find themselves playing in Arlington, David. Well, rest assured, we will burn that bridge if and when we get there. We'll have all your tiebreaker scenarios. We'll be putting the math out there. We'll throw the numbers out there. We might bring Blinken back for the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get our boy yep. Blinken, Mr. Stat Sheet, Mr. Excel Spreadsheet. We'll That's get right. him to run the, run the analytics. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of potential there. But I think at the end of the day, Sooner fans – Rest easy and just know three more W's for the Sooners and they're going to be where they want to be in December, playing in Arlington, putting the title on the line one more time. That's right. The Currently the five-time, five-time, five-time Big 12 champion. Sorry, I'm a big right. Booker T fan. Too, That's so right, man. I stand Booker T. I can uh, dig it. Sucker. Yeah, and so, yeah. So we, we're going to drop a lot of wrestling references on this show. Well, we're so just we doing hope- that because these are these are breadcrumbs for, for Jim Ross. We're trying to get JR on the pod. Yes. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm putting, out, putting out the vibe. We're just putting the vibe right. out. We need JR. We haven't seen JR on the sideline this year. You know, I'm used to seeing that black hat for since I played. He was yeah. on the sideline every game and in the locker room after the games. So we miss JR. Love to get him on the pod. So, hey, if you're JR, if you're listening, you probably are. This is an open invitation to you. Come yeah. on with us. Yeah. Come on, with us. we'll talk some wrestling and we'll talk some Sooner football. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, and we'll tell the people to go eat some JR's barbecue as well. Absolutely. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Make sure you go check out our previous episodes. We had Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman on on Wednesday. We had Wes Sims join us yesterday on the show. You won't want to miss anything. If you missed our episodes from the bye week, we had a, a slew of guests, you know, just so many. We had Parker Thune to give us a recruiting uh, breakdown. We had Blinken Riley, like we talked about last Friday. Who else did we have last week, man? We had uh, we had Buckus Award winner Teddy Lehman. We yes. had Gabe Eichard from SiriusXM, the Big Twelve Radio Show of Oklahoma Breakdown, former All American Center. Yeah, we had uh, also had Bubba Burcham talking about the twenty year anniversary of the national championship and the Josh Heupel element going on right now within the program. And yeah, man, we had a huge huge week last week in the bye week, and all of it is great content that standalone that's you know, relevant to what's going on with the program. So, yeah, go back and check those out as well. Yeah. Hey, it's a 6.30 kickoff tomorrow evening. That's Eastern time. No, yeah. that's 6.30 Central. 7.30 that's Eastern. 6.30 yeah. Central. I always get confused when I look at Google. So, yeah, 6.30 Central kickoff time. So, you got plenty of time to go back and listen to 10 episodes of the Locked On Sooners podcast. You won't yeah. want to miss any of that content because we had great insight from some of these experts in, in the field and guys who played for Oklahoma for so long. So, you know, just because you might not have caught up every episode this week or every episode that week, last week, doesn't mean that you have to miss it. You can still go back and listen. Your, your phone will automatically save that for you. So anyway, thank you so much for checking us out here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Again, remember, we are daily here Monday through Friday to give you the Oklahoma Sooners insight that we've got football insight that we've got David, former player, me, a football analyst, covering the Dallas Cowboys for years. So we're bringing it to you daily, and we're going to be getting into basketball coming up next week. David is putting together an excellent men's basketball preview for you, the Oklahoma Sooners fan, and we're going to we're going to start digging into that because there's going to be some exciting things happening with Oklahoma Sooners men's basketball and women's basketball as well because we know that women's team is always competitive and always one of the top half of the in the top half of the standings, and they're going to with Sherry Cole, they're going to be a really good team again this year. And so we'll dig into that as 
the season as the fall goes along and, and gets into winter. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if there's another show or another team that you like, make sure you go look for Locked On and whatever that team is because we've got a slew. We've got almost 200 podcasts in our network that you can find. I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so I look, listen to the Locked On Cowboys podcast almost every day. There's a Locked On Texas Rangers. There's a Locked On Dallas Mavericks. Locked On Thunder. I mean, we've, we've got podcasts for you in every sport for just about every team. So go check that out. Make sure you go check out Dave's spot on the Locked On Big 12 podcast as well. And I think I've done enough plugging today. So if you're still listening to the show, thank you so much. We will see you on Monday to break down everything that happened in Bedlam. For David Walker, I'm John Williams. Boomer. Sooner.